Guns or butter? A chicken in every pot. Healthcare for every American. Fact or fiction? You're listening to a special program on healthcare policy on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and with me today is Dr. Aaron Carroll. Dr. Carroll is an associate professor of pediatrics and director of the Center for Health Policy and Professionalism Research at Indiana University School of Medicine in Indianapolis. Today we are discussing the health care policy proposals of John McCain and Barack Obama. Welcome, Dr. Carroll. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I know you like writing about medical myths. With $700 billion going to bail out Wall Street, how likely is it that you will be adding health care reform and expanded coverage of the uninsured to your myth list? You know, there are days when I waffle between real pessimism and real optimism. And right now, with the $700 million bailout, $700 billion bailout, excuse me, it's looking pessimistic. On the other hand, if the economy really tanks and people can't afford health insurance, it will have to happen because I think it's going to take, to some extent, a grassroots movement of enough people, especially people in the middle class, who are feeling the pinch from health insurance to actually start making that the issue they vote upon. And if things get really bad, it is possible that that may be how they vote and how they elect their congressmen, how they elect their senators. And if there is enough of a movement, there actually likely may be some significant reform. I never thought of it in those terms, but it's like if we get a really strong recession or depression and the middle class can't afford health insurance, then everybody's going to want it from the government. That's right. And then when there was a Great Depression, that's when we all of a sudden started having huge social programs and Roosevelt started getting us out of it. And when there was a real crisis of sort of the elderly becoming very, very poor in the 60s and 70s because of increasing health care costs, that's when Medicare and Medicaid got passed. To some extent, it may take a crisis of this bad proportions to sort of force everyone to do something about it. Have you seen any change or shifts in the proposals coming out of either camp based on this new crisis in our financial markets? No, and unfortunately that's very disappointing because you would imagine that people would realize that you know you have to change your proposals to fit the world the way it is, not sort of the way you wish it would be. And it's disappointing about our politics in general that they sort of had to stake out their claims in the sand, you know, stake out their claims about a year ago, and now they just have to stick to it no matter what or they just lose face or whatever else matters to some extent in politics. But I have not yet seen either candidate who's making any changes based upon these changes in the economy. Although I think I did see a news story today that Barack Obama might have admitted that some of his goals might not be, you know, attained if they have to give $700 billion in a bailout, but no specifics as to which ones. I'd like to talk about some of the specifics and differences in their policies. If we could start perhaps first with coverage, do you think that there's going to be equal care, equal protection under the law, so to speak? I don't know if either one is going to achieve what they say in terms of coverage, but I think that there's a big difference. I think that Barack Obama's plan is definitely more concerned with expanding coverage and expanding it quickly than John McCain's is. He proposes significant increases to the safety nets of Medicaid and SCHIP. He proposes increasing the sort of the, the pool of which by allowing people to buy through the federal pool, sort of increasing the ability of many Americans to purchase health insurance and providing subsidies to help many more Americans get insurance. The point where he's saying he believes everybody can get insurance. John McCain is, I think, focused more on costs and on, to some extent, reducing the costs of most Americans for health insurance, moving towards more medical savings accounts, moving to the ability of private individuals to buy insurance more easily. And he talks about 
covering people with prior conditions and to some extent expanding coverage. But he's very vague, and he even will admit that he sort of thinks that that should be done at a state-by-state level and that they'll decide how to do it. How that would actually happen is, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Regarding cost, I saw a report in the Wall Street Journal recently that Obama's plan, again, we're talking trillions, but mm-hmm. Obama was $1.6 trillion over 10 years and McCain $1.3 trillion over 10 years. Is that the ballpark you've sort of been working That's with? That's what I've seen. I think that, you know, both of them are sort of, you know, dreams. Uh, to some dreams extent, to the low end? It may be, actually, to be honest, because neither one of them addresses the real problem, which is cost containment. How do you make health care cost significantly less in the United States? As we see it, you know, the fact that it's a... You know, healthcare costs per person in this country are two to three times what they are in every other country in the world. As a percent of our GDP, it's significantly higher than every other country in the world, and it's increasing far faster than inflation. How do we stop that? Neither one of them puts forth sort of any plan to do that. And so therefore, just by definition, if you increase coverage, you're going to increase the cost. And if you're going to cover significantly more Americans, it's going to be significantly more expensive. And there really is no explanation of how they're going to achieve any type of administrative overhead benefits or any type of collective bargain you know, benefits or any type of large risk pool benefits that you would see in other countries. And so I don't understand how they're making claims towards cost containment. And in fact, I don't think they are because they're saying it's going to cost a lot of money. Give me the Aaron Carroll five-point plan to save cost. Mine, to be honest, I think, you know, this is when they'll brand me a radical. That's I okay. Think, and, and I've spent years researching this. I think that we need to move towards a plan like Medicare for All. I think that we need to recognize that the most efficient in terms of overhead medical insurance in this country is Medicare. And that if we just gave up and gave everybody sort of health insurance the way Medicare does, we'd achieve the economies of scale. We might be able to do some collective bargaining. We could start to publicly address how we're spending money and make decisions as a country together, how we're going to pay for certain things and how much we're willing to spend. And we could start effectively using money. Insurance works by taking money from healthy people and giving it to sick people. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but that's how insurance works. When you get in a car accident, your car is fixed by the people who did not get car in car accidents. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you get sick, you're paid for by the healthy people. The problem with the way that we have it set up now is the government pays only for the most expensive people, the poor, the soldiers, and the elderly. And sort of everybody else gets to be in another pool with private insurance. If we could take the money from the healthy people and who are now covered by private insurance, and actually shift it over to the people that need it, the elderly and everybody else, it would be a much more efficient system. I'd like to welcome those who are just joining us for this special program on healthcare policy on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and with me today is Dr. Aaron Carroll, Director of the Center for Health Policy and Professionalism Research at Indiana University School of Medicine. Today we are discussing the healthcare policies of John McCain and Barack Obama. Regarding cost containment, why can't we buy drugs from Canada? You know, that's a phenomenal question, especially since it's, it makes no sense because a significant number of pharmaceutical companies are international. We exactly. import a ton of drugs already. The idea that we can import them from Europe or somewhere else where they're based, but not from Canada because one is safe and the other is not, is sort of ridiculous. I can tell you the reason why. I mean, the legitimate reason why is because they would cost less. And therefore, yeah, right. you know, the pharmaceutical companies would make less money, and through lobbying and whatnot, we've been prevented from doing so. But there's no safety real reason, and there's no other really good reason other than the fact that it would change sort of the agreements that have already been made with pharmaceutical companies. 
What's missing from the health care proposals of the two candidates? I think that in general, what happens every election season is that all the candidates, all of them are guilty of this, promise, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to increase the quality of your health care. I'm going to make sure that more people get it, and I'm going to bring down the price. And that's crazy. You know, that defies all economic theory. You know, you can increase access, you can increase quality, or you can reduce cost, or perhaps you can get two of the three, but you can't do all at once. It's just not possible. And yet they promise the moon every time. I think that what they're doing wrong, what they could differ is that they should just appeal to which of the things they want to do. I think that in general, Obama is much more interested in increasing access and perhaps in, you know, increasing quality through increasing access than he is in reducing costs, although he'd certainly like to do all three. I think John McCain is much more looking at sort of the cost to average Americans and thinks I can reduce the cost of the insurance to individual Americans more. And I think that he, you know, he talks about quality, but I don't think that he's as consumed with, you know, we got to increase coverage over the 47 million or now 45 and so million uninsured. And if they would just sort of say, well, I'm more for access or I'm more for cost or I'm more for quality, we can make a decision a mm-hmm. little more rationally mm-hmm. about what, as the United States, we think we need to do now. The problem is by sort of promising the moon every time, we wind up getting nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Let me turn the table a little bit. The audience that we're talking to are primarily primary care physicians. Under whose proposals, policies, will the doctors be better off in terms of regulation, red tape, the hassle factor, and even compensation? I think probably you see little difference in either plans because the big tenets of both of their plans is that we don't want anything to change if you don't want it to. And since most Americans are resistant to change, I think most will retain the insurance that they have, meaning that whatever you deal with the insurance companies yesterday will be the same way that you deal with them tomorrow. However you were reimbursed yesterday is likely how you'll be reimbursed tomorrow. Neither one of them has specific differences in plans of how they're going to change Medicare reimbursement or Medicaid reimbursement, and especially since that's at the state level, or certainly how the private insurance companies are going to reimburse you. And none of them offers any type of plan which is going to significantly reduce the burden of your billing or of your administrative overhead. So I think likely there's probably little difference in the two with respect to how it will actually impact primary care physicians. Another area I'm interested in is physician shortages that are being talked about again. You are a pediatrician, you are an expert on healthcare policy, and you teach residents, I understand, about career development. Recently, it was published that primary care doctors are going concierge in greater numbers than ever. New graduates are shunning primary care with only 2% of graduating residents entering into internal medicine, which is at an all-time low. Is there anything in any of these proposals to stem the tide? Is there a policy change needed that these candidates need to address if they want to have a sufficient supply of primary care physicians in the United States? Yes. I don't think either one is addressing it, but it's definitely necessary. This is one of the things that happens in a quote-unquote free market system and when you have no regulation. And for good or for bad, this is what happens. Physicians have absolute authority and autonomy to decide how and where they want to practice. And they are choosing fields which, to some extent, make more money. And they are choosing fields which might have a better lifestyle. And they are choosing fields where they might want to practice in areas where they want to be. And if we want to have a quote-unquote totally unregulated free market system, 
this is what is going to happen. Until we sort of address the idea of, well, if you want more people to go into primary care, you've got to entice them, either through higher salaries or through some other benefits, be it loan repayment or whatnot. You actually have to fiddle with the system and make primary care more appealing. You have to make it more appealing in some way for doctors to want to practice in areas that are underserved. And you have to sort of embrace the idea that we might have to actually regulate the system and how many physicians can go into certain fields if we want to address those issues. If you're absolutely not willing to make those kind of steps and truly want to leave it to free market, this is the inevitable outcome. I'd like to thank Dr. Aaron Carroll, who's been my guest for this special program on healthcare policy on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and we've been discussing the health care policy proposals of Barack Obama and John McCain. I invite you to listen to our on-demand program library by visiting us at ReachMD.com. If you have comments or suggestions, call us at 888-MD-XM-157. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I wish you good day and good health.